I got so many felonies I might can't never go to counter Double Drake said he gon' pull some screens So let me check my calendar I just popped me one of them what you callers And it boosted my stamina Now I'm fucking I own a Donald Stug Guess I just eat that lot What up though? This is episode 202 of the iHeartMiko podcast Today is February 12th, 2020 I'm Miko Grimes Joining me today is none other than the hustler himself what up, what up, though? You know what time it is. Can you hear me? You look real businessy today. Man, you know, I, I mean, I, I am corporate when I have to be. Uh-uh, as I see. I know you yeah. have to, you speak resume, yeah, you speak really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoever would get me, she getting the best of both worlds. Yes, indeed. Uh, disclaimer, I am both drunk. Yeah. I blame awesome. <laughs> I blame you. Let's just let's r- r- run and take that. All right, we'll have to, I'm going to go see Tax. Shout out Tax. Everybody that's wondering, Tax is doing great. Uh, yesterday, he was supposed to get his trial set, set the date for the trial. They pushed that back. So it's looking like we're getting really, really close. And I think that the trial will probably start sometime in March. That is my guess. Um, because it was originally supposed to start March 5th, so it's been pushed back at least one week. So I'm hoping that they, it starts sometime in March. Anywho, uh, I told I told Hustle we were going to record. Um, in between the going to see tax and me going to another event, right? What oh, happened? No, no. You see how you smooth that through, though? What right. How long was the visit supposed to be? It was only – no, I was supposed to be there till 2. You told no. You told me that you was going to take a lunch break and record with me. Yes. What happened? Your, your meeting went, you, you went a little longer than you probably thought you was going to go. No, I did not. I, was that, I, was I didn't know you was going to use the whole four-hour window. When we talked, you said, this is the visiting, this is the visiting you window. You gave me a time. You want me to run the screenshot? You gave me a time. I did. You took a lunch at this time. I got busy. So just, why are you trying to blame me? That's what I'm saying. Because when you do this, I don't run the tape back on you. Then I say, <laughs> I'm texting you and saying, oh, well, if we can't do it today, what time tomorrow? And then I ain't even hear from you. They be like, you just stop texting. What? You don't function well. Under the inebriation, like you got, I have to choose one. I can't do the the drink and the and the herb. I can't. I have to pick one. If I do both, you pick both, and therefore you were able to communicate. Yeah, I couldn't con- communicate effectively. Okay, so then last night, what happened? Were we supposed to record? Last night, yes. man, shit, it's just a long night. Long night. We finally made it. We're both here. Thank you for joining me. Snitch ass snitch. It appeared to be a little struggle, but we're here, right? Let's go, snitch. I opened up the, the flood, Instagram floodgates and let the people, you know, choose the questions. Um, some, of these, <laughs> some of these questions and comments. People are wild. People, well, I normally send screenshots of, you know, what people say. I couldn't even do it this time. It was just. You should have. No, people are really out here acting a fool and doing a lot. And these little comments, these little questions, I get it. But 
you know, I, I filtered through all the bullshit and I pulled the most important questions and I'm going to try to put a show together for us to discuss. And one of the top things that I got requested to talk about is New York Fashion Week. <laughs> Tell us about New York Fashion Week. First of all, I don't even like having this conversation with you because all you're going to say is you wasn't really that cute. No, one of the pictures. No, one of the. I can't even lie. The one that I like, cause you know, I was already, I was already ignoring your text message, shit, cause I was already in my mode. I was already in my drinking, and you know, you're in that drunken mode. The truth come out. I seen one of the pictures. I had to come like that bitch. I said, "Oh, I see you in that looking, looking vintage." <laughs> and your ass text me back, or you can like Instagram post, but you can't respond to text message. I say, God. No, thank you. That's why you. That's why you don't. No, thank you for liking the picture. No, because I was trying to get on fucking airwaves and talk to the people. I had some shit to say, and you, yeah, you but not in my fucking text message. You was fly as hell for Fashion Week, though. I can't lie, Nay. Thank you. I'm so proud of myself. I only took one pair of sneakers. Now, whenever I travel, normally I have one pair of heels. Mm-hmm. And about nine pair of sneakers, and this time I had nine pair of non sneakers and one pair of sneakers. I was, I was just like, who am I? Like, what happened to me? You know, I turned into like a whole girl for like five days. Get my makeup done twice a day, hair. Oh my god! I don't know how bitches do this. This is tough. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm made for that type of life. Like, it's tough to do that every single day. And and then like to have to like slay the outfit too and like take a good picture and uh, it was fun. Uh, your, your DM was blowing up after that weekend. <laughs> Ooh, let me stop. Okay, okay, okay. Let me. Oh. It could be a messy. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna. Okay, so um, yeah, but it was fun. Um, I found out that they did it twice a year. Did you know that? I'm at the next one. <laughs> it's gonna be warm. Happened in September. I didn't. I'm learning these things, and then I already got invited to a couple of other shows. I met some awesome people, like you know, just meeting random people that at fashion shows, at restaurants, at bars. Like it was just really like a whole random ass weekend of hanging out with. Strangers, and it was so fun. That time of life. What's the best thing about it? What was the number one surprise? The biggest surprise of Fashion Week. Surprise? What do you mean by surprise? My, the, the biggest. I mean, that, was this your first time going to Fashion Week, or you go every year? No, this is my first time. Ever. Okay, so I know you had some of your mind on how you thought Fashion Week would be, what the experience would be like. Was there anything about the experience that was surprising when you was like, okay? So, you know, I obviously went for Sergio Hudson, who's like my favorite designer and happens to be a good friend of mine. And I was invited to sit, you know, what I consider courtside. Um, everybody goes, oh, it's row one. I was like, no, it's courtside. But anyway, so I'm like 50-yard line courtside at his show, which I'm honored, you know, wearing all of his clothes, like, you know what I'm saying? And whenever I watch, like, the fashion shows on TV or, like, even on social media, and I'm looking at a lot of the clothes, and I'm just like, 
where the fuck would I wear any of that shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Everybody thinks it looks great, but I just couldn't picture it in my life, you know, like anywhere. And so, you know, I obviously wear Sergio's clothes, but I assumed that when you do a fashion show like that, like you're supposed to be like super outrageous, like just dumb outfits. And no, Sergio, everything that came down the line, I was picturing myself and like, oh shit, I could wear this to that and to that and that. And I was just like, holy shit, like this is like, I can I can recognize his clothes. Like this is this is this is where I belong. You know, like why am I buying all the designers? You know what I'm saying? Like Sergio's where I need to get my fucking money. Like that's it. You know? Okay. Shout out Sergio. Man, it was dope to just see his clothes and people like oohing and on over them and and to see some pieces of, like that came down the runway that I have something very similar to like you know what I'm saying I was just like it was just proud I was just proud of him because I talked to him personally and I know the struggles and the things that he's gone through and how far he's come and and how many times he could have quit and he didn't and to just get here is like I bet you know it feels like he won the Super Bowl you know indeed but what I want to say to people is, like, just because somebody shows at Fashion Week, that doesn't mean, like, oh, bam, like, shit is lit. Like, you have to buy the clothes. Like, if you want to support a Black designer, Sergio is one of them. Like, Sergio is skilled. And, he, like, every little detail, like, I mean, like, he is, like, a detail-oriented motherfucker, and I fucking love it. Because everything has a purpose, has a reason. Like, he's not cheap. None of his fabric is ever cheap or bullshit. Like, it's top of the line from top to bottom. And it's just like, yeah, I'm going to buy some other designer shit when I see cute stuff. But if I really want something done, like, I'm going to just have him make it for me or look at his collection and see what he has. Because he's really fucking talented. Like, it's okay. So, I'm pumped. I feel like I feel like I was walking in the show and shit. Like, adrenaline rush, you know, to be there and to see somebody's baby like walking down a fucking catwalk. That shit was dope. So all the outfits that you wore, them was like your first time wearing those outfits. Yes, I had that bra, that liquid bra. I've had that for over four years. He he made that for me four years ago. And Brent had an issue with me wearing it. He was just like, you know, the titties is out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they out here. You know, what the fuck you buying for if you don't want these motherfuckers to be out here? You know? Hey, Nate, I told you, you was killing it. You know, I'll never give you props. You was killing it. I can't lie. Well, I told him before I left, I was like, y'all gonna wear this bra or whatever. But I think he just kind of got over it. He realizes, you know, it's fashion. Sometimes it's sexy and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's intimate. And he was just like, all right, go ahead, do your thing, you know? We just saw the whole outfit. I actually had a sheer shirt that I, I could have worn over it, like, and tied a knot to kind of, like, I was just like, no. Pow, pickety pow. Yeah. It was so yeah. much. I met some new friends. Like, I met a whole bunch of new people, but I definitely met two girls. Uh, Fatima and who do we call the other girl? We, I, we, I'm just calling her Gigi just because it's her her name is a uh, German. But um, we met them. Um, we were trying to get into this like private um, exclusive restaurant or whatever. You had to have a membership or something like that. We didn't know. 
we were uh, one. The show was late, and so we were looking for somewhere to get a drink. We went up to the next floor of the building, and it was like, oh, you can't get in. You have to have exclusive membership. Blah blah. So these ladies behind us just flashed their little member card, and it was like, right this way, ladies. And they was like, yeah, it's all four of us. We're all together. And it was like, no, they're not with you. She was like, they with us. And I was like, we with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had and everything i was just waiting for them but um but they got us in or whatever and you know it was like open bar everything shit was lit and i was just like damn and i was like damn thank you so much for doing that and they was like oh no problem and we hung out with them the rest of the weekend like i'm talking about the whole time it was so fun awesome for about six hours so they had you know they, they i was telling them you know i smoke weed or whatever they saw blah 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 and so I was like, y'all want to smoke some weed? They was like, yeah. So I gave them a half a joint. All right. I was like, go ahead, smoke this. You know what I'm saying? Y'all chill out, whatever. Man, it, we were supposed to link up at, I gave them the joint at 1.30. We were supposed to reconnect at 6.30 because we had a nine o'clock dinner reservation. We didn't hear from them till 10 something. We was calling all over New York looking for these motherfuckers. Thought they was, they were going sightseeing. You know, so I was just like, man, something happened to them. Why wasn't they picking up the phone? They were just, what kind of weed was that? I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> dead bodies. Yeah, we get high. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I felt so bad. Like, I felt awful because I was just like, I thought they smoked before. They have, but I think it was not the kind of weed I smoked. So, yeah. It was intense, but made some new friends, um, wore some few clothes. I was in heels all weekend, makeup. Uh, I did cups and combos. Support is free. So if you look at cups in, like just in the letter N, combos on Instagram, there's a, they have a show on YouTube that's getting millions of views. It's a pretty fun show. I don't know if I'm going to do it any justice because I was married. It's more like a single person question they ask you questions and you know it's really fun. <laughs> you'll, be good on you'll be really good on there. But um it was really fun. Um uh, Cammy, he uh he's the guy that runs it um for asking me to come on. Uh but I'm not sure when it's gonna air, but just you know follow them on Instagram cuts and combos and you'll see what the show is about and then you'll find out when I'm on there also. That. Um I gotta tell you about one more thing I did in New York. So I went to High Bridge. Do you know what High Bridge is? That's a sightseeing area. No, High Bridge is a city in the Bronx. It's the the exact. You know, have you seen the Joker new movie? No, I still haven't seen it. Okay, you've seen the scene where he's dancing on those steps. Yes. Those are real steps in the hood. And since the movie. It has become a tourist spot. Now they got clowns coming from all over the world to just come do that whole dance routine on the steps, take pictures, all this stuff. Mind you, that those steps is the dirtiest, most grimiest part of town. There's pissy people throw their trash out of the project windows. They actually film the movie in the actual apartments right there, like legit apartments. Like they didn't like wow. Yeah. And the, the city, like the people that live there, some friends of mine, they was like, yo, they didn't even like upgrade the building. Like, you know, when a movie is shot in there, you think the landlord would like 
fix some shit. Like, they, you you gotta watch this movie to see how absolutely awful these apartments are. They was like, that's really how we live. Like, they probably wanted to give that feeling, that New York feel, that New York. They probably wanted to get that New York gully feel for the movie, so they picked the gulliest part of New York. But it's just kind of embarrassing. Like, you, somebody lives there. Like, actually, that's like their home. And it just looks bad. I, I wish you had seen the movie just so you could see what I mean. And they like, it's piss infested. People get robbed on those steps. Like, it's a high ass, steepy ass steps. And they always talk about when it snows and it ices and people bust their shit coming on those steps every fucking time. It's a health hazard. People getting robbed on there. Like, it, it's 167 street steps. And I think there's, there's two other steps too. I think it's 166. And 165th, and there's three different layers of steps that go up to three different projects, I believe. <clears throat> and it's just like the worst thing you could think of. Like, like even in a movie, you see trash and all that. That shit is real. People just throw their trash out the window onto the steps. I gotta see it up and down. Where you have to use the steps to get to where you're trying to go. There's no way around it. Is what they told me. And I was just like. Damn, like these these slum lords, man. Like you make a whole bunch of money shooting some shit out of your building, you don't even like fix nothing. You think they got paid a lot of money for that? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. A lot of the scenes are from there. Like he spent a lot of time at home in the movie. Okay. Um and his imaginary girlfriend. Is it worth seeing the movie? Absolutely. It is incredible. It's incredible. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I have it on my Apple TV too. If you want to log in, I don't know. Well, you know it not. I don't know if you could do it, but if it's on Netflix or Hulu, I could I could let you uh, log in and watch it. But it's pretty intense and creepy and kind of real. I felt it. I don't want to tell you too much, real soon. Yeah, don't tell me. I'm right, gonna see it. Don't tell me. But um, New York was so much fun. Like I can't wait to go back. I'm going back when taxes uh, trial starts. So that's why I'm just waiting, you know, hands sitting on my hands, waiting like, when's the trial? When's the trial? And I'll be back out there to support him because it's always good to have people in the courtroom. For you. The, the, the jury sees that, that you're loved, you know, by a lot of people. So I already wrote my letter, year, probably two and a half years ago, I wrote a letter um, on his behalf. Oh. Yeah, I, I did that or whatever. So. He was telling me about certain motherfuckers he asked to write a letter that people just didn't even want to write a letter. And I was just like, damn, you know what? It's a blessing to have a bag. And, you know, you can't be affected by, you know, how you truly feel. Because a lot of people are afraid to stand up for somebody like him because it'll affect their job or their career or people they're trying to move around with and everything. And it's just like, damn, I can't be bought. Absolutely. NT play. Um, so power one of the other questions multiple questions I got it was power did you see the finale no I didn't oh, you ain't seen a goddamn thing what the fuck I watched I, power yes this is I, the thing. you don't want to figure out who shot ghosts motherfucker you don't, you don't want to know who shot ghosts you know, social media, social media tell you everything before it come out. They tell, they be ruining for me, man. They be ruining the show. I, I don't like being told about the show before it come out. So it just make me. Well, you are. 
I don't know. I, I see about four different people on four four different stories on Facebook. I don't know. I, I, Gosh. What do you think it was, huh? Said, huh? I think it was a female, man. Why is that female? I mean, because that's that's they do on TV, man. They, you know, that's uh, they. It gotta, it gotta. I mean, it's just for TV, he gotta get killed by a female. Mm. Yeah, it was his son. His mom, the mom planned to do it, but the son, um, uh, what's his name? Whoever Fifty Cent is in the movie. Canaan came back to Tariq like in a vision, you know, like a dead spirit or whatever. And was like, yo, don't let your mom do your dirty work. You're the man of the house now, you know, cause she was setting up to kill ghosts. And he was like, you do it. So he shot him before the mom got there, like probably 30 seconds before or something like that. Uh, I'm gonna say, you know, I'm all for supporting black TV. I'm all for all that shit. But God damn, sometimes that shit just get to going and doing too much. They doing too fucking much, man. You know what it, you know what it is? I just think see, your, your brain just can't really process these types of things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't think Power is the greatest show on earth, but I mean, if you won't start the show, if you've been watching as long as I have, you owe it to yourself to see how it all ended. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've been watching all these years. Why not think? Because Dre Dre went from bitch to gangster. That shit don't happen in real life. Nowhere in life. Uh Canaan, what well, not Canaan, not the Kane uh ghost went from scared of these niggas to oh now we killing these mobsters. All this old fake ass in that shit is too I'm from the streets for real. So I can't when I'm watching this shit, I'm a critic. Um I, I've seen some things. I've experienced some things. I just look like this. I don't know. It's hard to watch that shit. It's just you the have fam- to, this is TV. You have, you have to separate the real. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's got to be interesting for people like me. Like, like granted, I, don't, I didn't live the life you live, but I came from, you know, the bottom. And so for me, you know, not I don't know that life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know some family members, some friends that's in that type of business, but I don't really have any type of IQ on how things happen. So for me, I don't know that it's bullshit because it's not my life. You see what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know that life. I, I That's why when I watch a bunch of basketball movies and stuff like that, and I see the, the way it's written and things that happen, I'm just like, man, that's some bullshit. See? Happen, but this isn't my life. So I'm in as fuck. Yeah, it's, it's, it started out good, but then it just, you could tell it start being about the money, man. They start adding out kind of. Well, like, I just don't get it. And it seems like they might be having some other spinoff shows on. So 50 got a new show just came on. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about there's like some spinoff shows of power. I'm hoping is what they're alluding to. I don't know. But like showing like how they all grew up like how that before they got to the grown-up phase it looks like maybe i don't know that's just my brain begging for something being thirsty but i think that overall the show started off like real real good and it was all excited and then we started seeing shit like snowfall and all these other shows it was like wait a minute power really ain't that dope now that we think about it then he fucked around and changed the song with us and we had to check him about that shit <laughs> <laughs> 
this is the last season and nobody wants to be over with. And then, you know, this season hasn't really been great either. You know, it just hasn't really been great writing. And I think they just dragged us along like two heavy balls just to get us here. And, and I'm just happy we made it. We made it. And we know Tariq has been a thorn in his daddy's ass for, you know, since the beginning. And it's only fair that he'd be the one to kill him because now he got to live with that guilt. Because let me tell you, when 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 uh, Ghost was on the ground, he flipped over the banister of the club, the rail, and fell because he shot him. And Tommy was down there, like, consoling him. And then the son came over and was peering over the edge. And Tommy put the gun up to shoot him. And Ghost snatched the hand down. was like, no, let him go. Like, your dad even still saved your life. Like, you, you're going you to feel like a piece of shit, like, forever now. Because he always thought that. Like, I don't know why he... I don't know, I just feel like he's he's like an idiot. You know, a lot of our kids, is, you know, you try to raise them right, but they're still idiots. And he just, for some reason, didn't like that his dad was trying to be a better man, show him a different man, you know? And, you, and do you want me to say that that's good? No, it's good. I think... Huh, come on, man. I don't know, man. Give me something. I give the show a B overall. Like, like the whole, all this series, I give it a B. It was... I liked the acting, you know, they had a lot of eye candy, a lot of attractive people, all black, you know, like it just, you know, it was good. I can't wait. See. I can't wait for Snowfall to come back though. For who? Snowfall? Yeah, I don't know. We're going to see how far off Snowfall goes now now that the writers change. You know what I'm saying? We're going to see. I got a lot of Valentine's Day questions. So, um, Lover's Day is Friday. Hey, hustle. You about to love this shit. So, the people who know, what's a good gift to give a woman for Valentine's Day? And I'll say what I think is a good gift for a man. What do you think is a good gift? Let's say you've been with a person. Because we have, there's, there's levels to gifts, right? Because it's like we just met and just so happened to be Valentine's Day. And then we 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 uh been together for a little while and it's Valentine's Day and then it's we fucking raw and it's Valentine's Day and then it's we marry or we together and it's Valentine's Day. So it's four levels I feel like Valentine's Day. <laughs> let's try to break down a little bit. So if y'all just met, like y'all just met, like let's say the New Year, you just ran to this chick at a New Year's Eve party, y'all both single. You know what I'm saying? Y'all exchange numbers. Y'all been linking up. Might have fucked by now. I don't know. But here it is, Valentine's Day. You're not committed. You're not exclusive. But y'all vibing. You feeling each other. What's a good gift for a girl? Ooh, a month in? Yeah, a month. Six weeks. Six weeks. Six. Six. You might have had some pussy by now. It might have. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> now, six, <laughs> six weeks in, it depends on the vibe, man. We got, man, uh, on the road, on the road. See, um, from a woman perspective, you saying this, these, 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 man, we, it just it just depends on the road she got She got on, the, on, on in my life. I ain't going to even lie to you. It just depends on the road. But a month in, I might get a card or something. Might get a card, some candy or something. I ain't gonna write on the card or nothing. Just gonna give a card with a little. Make it, may take, may take out to eat or something. Maybe you know. Well, as a woman, this would probably be the first time I ever paid for a date. If I'm getting. See. 
He want me to be hype about that shit. Women don't pay for dates. So I would, if he's been paying for dates, we've been hanging out for six weeks, and he's been spending money, like, you know, showing me a good time, I would probably pay for the date for Valentine's Day. Like, yo, I'm down. You know what I'm saying? Because now it's like we're not together, so it's not like a big deal either. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all, if I, But low-key, if I meet in January, I'm already trying to let her know I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. I'm already throwing the alley hoop in the earth. In January, I'm like, hey man, you know, I don't even do these holidays, baby. I'm, I'm <laughs> if it's only a month then I can you do it for her. Huh? She said, Well, can we just can you just do it for me? I would sacrifice. I would like I said, I'd do something minor. <laughs> some perfume or something, maybe or something. I don't know. So what about a girl that you're established with y'all fucking raw? Y'all are probably exclusive. You probably are because you're you're a man. Um, but she's ex- only exclusively fucking you raw. Uh, y'all been y'all been doing this approximately uh, nine to twelve months. So you about a year in Valentine's Day. What kind of gift she getting? Are you still going to stay with the I don't celebrate this shit? No, no. No man, check the shit. I'm keeping it. I'm gonna keeping it funky, cause I don't be want people judging me. But on some real shit, it just um, I I will get her something. It just depends on the type of woman she is. If she's on the bougie side, one of the more bougie type chicks, you know, like you said, level. She one of the more bougie chicks. I already got a lot of shit. Really, yeah, I'm gonna be like, man, let's t- take you out to eat or something, or maybe get you know, get your pampering or something, you know, something like that. Get your nails done, massages, king spa type shit. If if we if we rocking, if I'm rocking like that, I would try to think of some, you know, something or something she need. You know, she's a one of a chick that that might be struggling, might pay a bill for or something. Maybe she might be happy with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna wonder what you, <laughs> you know, it just it just depends on the level of the female, honestly. If she one of them old chicks that's struggling and I'm talking to her, she don't want no goddamn roses and no shit like that, but she's struggling. She <laughs> might need a bill. She might need a bill paid. That might make her smile harder than them roses. She might make the pinky mole at it. You know, that's how my mind is thinking. I, I'm just, you know, hey. Yeah, no respect. Um, For a man, if I was his girl at this point, I'm hoping that I'm doing good for myself financially. I don't know. A lot of bitches don't be having money. But, see, um, <laughs> see, you even know. <laughs> you know, hustling my whole life. So you know, if I wanted to buy a guy something, I've always been able to. But me personally, because I'm an athlete, I always give the gift that gives to me as well. I would probably take him to like, if he plays, if he likes basketball, take him to a game, whatever the you know the best seats you could afford. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, get him, get him a jersey like his favorite player maybe because they sell jerseys everywhere you know like that's just how my mind thinks and a lot of guys like sports so i see you think you being on the good side thought you are romantic on the good side hey hey that's a gift for me too we're going to the game i'm winning too so <laughs> yeah that's a brick i be getting hey, brick we're going to see the warriors court side like that ain't a win for me yeah, yeah, that is winning. Yeah, even most gives all the time, and he gets excited because he never even thinks about traveling. Like he's never gonna be like, "Oh, let's get on a plane and go somewhere." Like never. Oh, Valentine in two days. Yeah, we ain't going nowhere. No, you're right here. We're actually going shopping. 
um, on Friday because we're taking a family ski trip next week. We're going to uh, going skiing. Aiden's next. Gotcha. Um, he's finally going to see snow. We're going to take skiing and snowboard lessons, so we got to go shopping for the weather. Um, you know, Aiden only has Florida and LA clothes. So. Oh, this is going to be. Oh, I got to see how he acts. The most amazingly bougie trip. They don't know it's bougie. It is fucking bougie. And they're just going to have to deal with my bougie ass because I don't do snow like that. I don't do cold, but I'm doing it for them, but I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can enjoy the trip, though, but shit, we're we, we going in luxury. So I, I can feel okay. <laughs> from Philly, so his dirty ass is used to snow and, and all that shit. I don't, I don't like it. So, but yeah, so we're going shopping on Friday, so I need to spend money. You well, well off. Well off. Oh, now my assistant is texting me. Hold on, let me make sure the same thing. Oh, so never mind. Somebody want to interview me. All right, next up, uh, Meek and Nicki Minaj drama. Did you want to talk about that? I got a lot of people asking us to discuss what happened. Yeah, I've seen it. They're like tweeting back and forth, not adding each other, but talking shit about each other, exposing each other. Um, what does that mean? Because first of all, let me just say this. Nicki's a girl. This is what we do. You know what I'm saying? This is us. What does it say about Meek that he went back and forth with his ex while he got a pregnant girl? I mean, shit. He human. You know, like, you know how y'all got these sayings that men don't supposed to cry, men don't supposed to do, do these things. I mean, he's just a human. And he's showing his emotional side as a human. Y'all like Drake? Y'all like Drake when he do it? Listen, Drake doesn't do this. Okay, but go ahead. What were you saying? This went way, this went into like shit about rape and molestation and, and assault. Like, they just went far. Yeah, they did. They went too far. But I mean, I don't know. This the, it's the age. I don't know. I, I ain't making his 20s still. I don't think so. I think he's in his 30s now. Regardless, I just feel like I was talking to Tex and you know, he was just saying some things to me that I didn't really realize and he was like, when you look at what Meek said when it was announced that he had a baby on the way, he said his response was, yeah, I skeeted in that. And that's just, he's just young. That's just young boy. Yeah. Immature. Let me see how I didn't think he was in his 20s, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, like I don't know if, if I was like a woman and I was pregnant, you know, with this person who's very famous or whatever, and then he said his res first response to people finding out that, that we're pregnant, if he's 32, is it him saying, yeah, I skeeted in there. I would just be like, don't feel away about my vagina, about my uterus, you know, just allowing this nigga to to own a part of me. And I'm just like, oh, the ghetto. The fucking ghetto. It's ghetto. Yes. I mean, it's, I mean it, it, it's wrong, but 
I mean, you know. And, 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 you don't like a picture of, of, of a joke at her man. You know that's going to go viral. So why even do it? Why? He started it. He started it. Yeah. So do you miss the pussy? Like, do you miss her or something? Like, why do you even care? You might do. I mean, you know. He was tweeting about her, talking shit about that. The reason he had to get away from her is because she knew her man would rape the girl, like, and her brother, you know, was molesting children. And he said, that's why he had to get away from her. Like, then be away from her, nigga. You got out. You got out. I see you taking Nikki's side in this situation here. I'm not taking her side. I know Nikki. I have, I don't have to even follow her. I don't follow either one of them, but they come across my, my feed so much. This is Nikki's M.O. She's petty. She don't even have to really like you. Like, it don't have to be like an ex for her to be this petty. Like, that's just who she is. Her name is Miss Petty, I think, on her Instagram. This is who she is. You know that. Why are you even allowing this to happen? Like, it's just somebody carrying your child right now. You just, it's embarrassing. She was able to, she was just, I mean, they say the person who you love and love, y'all love each other, not to push each other buttons, so. You think yeah. they, they both still love each other? I mean, I, I just life. I mean, we human. You've been in love. I mean, I feel like a lot of times when you 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 can break up with somebody, you don't stop loving that person because y'all broke up. You just had some things, some situations, events that happen that you can't get past mentally. A lot of times, it don't mean you stop loving that person. It's just mentally you reach that point where these things are something you can't you can't get past or don't sit well with you. Yeah. Well, I just hope <laughs> at the end of the day. I just hope that it doesn't turn into anything else. You know what I'm saying? Like violence. Because her man, like apparently, allegedly, let me put that allegedly out there. The reason that she got with this guy is because every guy she's ever been with, she didn't feel safe. She didn't feel like she could be her loud mouth, aggressive, you know, disrespectful self because if anybody ever pops shit back, she got a, a safari on her arm or a meek meal. You know what I'm saying? Wow. What what that mean? Like they weak, they geek, they geeks. They're pussy when it comes to real nigga shit. Allegedly. This is, you know, just things that I'm hearing. And so this guy makes her feel safe, you know, to talk her shit. And so if he's that type of goon. I'm just hoping that she he understands that she's just doing this to talk shit. She don't really want nobody hurt. I'm hoping that. You know, because it just, that's what happens next. You know? I hope not. I think it's just for attention, probably. They just probably on drug, drunk, high, so ain't no telling. It just, I don't know. This isn't their first this keeps happening. Shit just keeps happening, you know? And the last time they saw each other, they clashed and you a pussy and, you know, all this shit. And it's just like, for what? For what? They not ready to let go. Man, it ain't worth it. Let me just tell you, it ain't worth it. Like, do they not see what's happening? Like, we, we losing so many people to just 
shit, Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could just be gone tomorrow. Like, you don't even have to do nothing like a murder or something. You know, just shit can happen. And it just seems to me like you just wouldn't care. I don't care. If you're happy. You know? So anyway, um, Gail King interviewed Lisa Leslie. Any comments about this? So you saw the interview, or at least yeah. where Gail appeared to be badgering Lisa Leslie, trying to get her to change her answer almost about Kobe and her and Lisa is a fucking G. She's from Los Angeles, California. I've known her since high school. Like, she's always been G. She's always been solid. She's always been a real bitch. And boom, another example of her just being that bitch. I don't understand why she doesn't have a trophy outside of Staples Center because not only did she whoop ass in high school in Los Angeles, she whooped ass in college in Los Angeles and as a Laker in Los Angeles and an Olympian. So now, <laughs> how much more real does Lisa Leslie have to be for everybody to recognize she deserves a trophy? A female needs to be in front of Staples Center and it should be Lisa Leslie, dead ass. For real. Yeah. yeah. And she did what all of us are so proud of. She basically held her ground in a very respectful way, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I'm keeping it up. I would have been cussed that bitch out. Like, Gail, do you not fucking hear me? Like, no, I don't believe Kobe is that way. And it's like, now Gail is talking about CBS edited her in a nasty way. Like, what is she talking about? No. Why is she? Hell no. Hell, uh, I don't know, man. She she repeatedly, she was like, so what about this? What did this happen? Every good thing. Well, would you even know? Since yeah. You would never let you see that side of him. Like, bitch, shut up. Like, she answered the question in a positive light. Don't try to twist it in a negative light. Yeah. Trying to, so she could be like, well, I guess I, I guess I could. If I, if I wasn't his best friend, then maybe I would have seen a negative side. So, bitch, no. I don't know it. I never seen it. So why would I believe it? And, and why would anybody? Why would anybody believe that Kobe raped that girl? I wouldn't. I don't believe Man, it. It ain't about believing it. It's why would we even discuss it? Yeah. That's the point. There's no point of it discussing dropped. it. Yes, it was dropped. So you drop it. Why you didn't do ask nobody these questions before? And everybody's like, oh, Kobe wouldn't have ever answered those questions. So well, you could have asked anybody interview questions about it before. And you never did with your ugly ass wig. And yeah, I'm one of the people that feel like she should have got her ass dog walked on social media. Because guess what? I get dog walked just for talking about people that not even there. I get death threats for saying, Ryan Tannehill is not a good quarterback. Bitch, what, what you, you think he's special? You think we're going to get these fake death threats, bitch? And you coming to Kobe? You're going to get these shits. That has an opinion that is not of, of everybody else. We don't agree with you. We don't fuck with what you did. We don't fuck with your line of questioning. And we also don't fuck with your bullshit ass excuse that CBS edited you to appear 
the way you did that you asked the questions. Like every question, multiple. Like I don't give a fuck. Every question, I don't care if they po po they posted the whole interview from beginning to end. When they got to those fucking line of questioning, those questions are disrespectful. Period. He could have asked one question. This entire interview, in my opinion, as a journalist, should have been a very uplifting, positive, all hail Kobe Bryant, speaking to women, you know, point of view. Okay? That's what this was, should have been. You turned it into an assassination. And for me, personally, I feel like you did it on purpose. Like, there was a reason for that. And the reason is the same thing as your girlfriend, Oprah. I don't know which one of y'all is the top or the bottom, but whatever. I feel like they are, I've been, I've been saying this, and it's so crazy that I used to get, this is, I used to get death threats for saying Oprah wasn't shit and she was coming for black people. Remember this? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get death threats that long. <laughs> Everybody now just, ah, like a, <laughs> Epiphany has happened. Everybody's now able to run back all the shit I've been talking about, saying she's been doing. Now it's like, oh, damn, she did do that. Uh, Tony Braxton, damn, she did do that to Brianna in that interview. Damn, she did do that to Michael Jackson. Now you go, Gail coming in with R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? Now you're going to try to do Kobe like that? Like, bitch, did you not understand who he was to the culture? Did, you, did that mental talk to you, bitch? <laughs> we all kind of think he a fuck nigga for what he's doing. But Kobe, nah, nah, Gail, nah. It's it's funny because I I remember back with the first 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 interview you you said something about Oprah. My friend was like, "Oh man, I, the show it was nice, but she was talking about Oprah." Like, <laughs> hey, hey, uh, three years ago. <laughs> all men are off. She talking about Oprah, bro. You you. <laughs> he was like, oh, that's just Miko? That's just Miko, shit. She speak up my goddamn. Oprah ain't, I mean, you know. I've been getting these death threats, Gail, bitch. Buck up, bitch. I feel like saying, I feel like, it's like, I feel like talking about Oprah, like saying Candyman in the mirror five times. <laughs> <laughs> Bored Oprah that was up to her. I used to watch her show, and then I just slowly saw it turning her. And it really happened for me in that meat industry situation where she was grinding up that meat and she was talking about that fat and you're sitting in your arteries, how meat was bad, the cows was bad for us. And the way they made her change her mind, I was like, damn, Oprah really, like, not really one of us. Like, she bought. You know what I'm saying? Like, she can't. I always thought she was just this strong black woman and speaking her mind and, you know, having a strong opinion. Just, you know, just what, like, what, who I am, who I always wanted to be. I thought that was Oprah. And to find out she's a fucking puppet, like, it's niggas with their hands up her fucking ass talking for her and shit. And everybody was like trying to throw up in my face, oh, well, she does this and she does that. Yeah, I know. It's sad, right? That she on both sides. It's really sad. We were really. Benefit if she just came all the way over to us, you fuck nigga. But she yeah. won't because she doing whatever for us just to make us stay with her and listen to her and follow her and do everything she says. Like she's not about us. She's about them. Look at who she's interviewing. Look at who she's attacking. You know, there's Russell yeah. 
you know, she tried to back out of that and, and say, you know, she, you know, it wasn't because she didn't believe the girl. Well, you said some of the information she gave you was tricky, my nigga. That right there alone, anytime somebody even tell you a little bit of a lie about any type of rape or sexual assault, man, your, your credibility is gone. All the way gone. Yeah. You shouldn't elaborate, you know, like lie, you know, but put 20s on none of that shit, especially if it's a documentary about somebody about to destroy somebody's life. So if she lied about anything, credibility shot. And then you just still attacking black men, like, like why? I just, that's why I like social media now. They be bringing it up. People talk about it now. Like they, like, you know, we have 50 Cent, Snoop, like people with social media platform, people get to speak about it more openly. I like it. Now Snoop came back and apologized. I know you saw that, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think about the apology? Um, I'm, I'm probably think, I'm pretty sure his aunt, mom, you know, somebody, somebody told him, huh? It was his mom. Oh yeah, I know one of them said that's still somebody's mother. That's still a black woman. That's still, you know what I mean. You know, I'm saying, you know, <laughs> you as hell. I'm just saying that for me, hearing the apology, I can already tell it was, you know, somebody, an elder or something, told him, like, and let her make it. You know what I'm saying? You can have your views, but don't be just too disrespectful of, of her like that. Mm. Nobody ever stands up for me like that. <laughs> I get dog walked. You know, I, I you know, I, I got so many new fake pages and it must it's the same people because I can tell the way they text, you know. And when I tell you after New York Fashion Week, baby, they they've been on my bumper. I got so many fake pages just wanna let me know how ugly I am, how stupid I am, how old I am, and you know, just the the negativity and I'm just like how nice would it be to have somebody like Snoop or somebody famous be like, hey, you guys, don't yell at Miko. Don't do that to her. Don't don't be mean to her. She's a black woman. She deserves respect. They ain't say all that about her. Stop that old extra shit. They ain't nobody. We just, he was just saying about, he, they were just probably saying about the dish, you know, the you slander. Know, two wrongs don't make a right. He shouldn't have came to her. She's a black woman. Fuck her. Yeah. You don't speak for me. You're not one of me. Sorry. You can say that. That's what I'm saying. You can say that. We can't. You can say that because you are a black woman. Mm -hmm. I, it's not a double standard because I'm not a black woman. I'm a black man. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, so I can feel the way, but I can't, you can't. know. Well, hopefully this, mm -hmm. hopefully this doesn't happen again. Um, Kobe and Gigi were uh, laid to rest the other day, and there's going to be a memorial on February 24th at the Staples Center for Kobe and Gigi. For anybody that's interested, rest in peace. Hopefully now he can rest in peace. Hopefully, you know, this doesn't spark all these other people trying to do interviews and do goofy shit, because then it's like, why? You know, like, let the man live. He's trying to be positive. Um, NBA trade deadline happened, came and went. I wasn't paying attention, but we had a, several phone calls and you was, you know, alerting me on everything that was going on. And so 
I'm going to just pretty much grill you. I'm just going to ask you questions. You need to give me your firm opinion on shit or just give me a guess, you know, whatever. I just want to know what you know, what you heard, okay? I'm listening. First thing I want to ask you is, who improved the most after the trade deadline? What team? Minnesota. And say why? Um, they got a solid a number two, a solid guy who's been a number one and number two option before who's taking the team to the playoffs and who has a, already has a relationship with the guy who's the number one option. And they got some young rotation pieces that can actually fit around the guys that they have. I feel like they got they got the nucleus to now really be a good team. And Andrew Wiggins just didn't fit. Him and him and Towns wasn't a good fit. Why why do you think they weren't a good fit? Um, cause Towns is um he's not as good as as perceived. You mm -hmm. know, he was paid Towns I mean Wiggins is not Wiggins, I mean, he's not he was getting paid and as a number one option type guy, as a guy that can be a you know, number one and number two option. That can he's never carried the team to the playoffs. He's never, you know, done anything to prove himself as the player. But he had, he but he was getting the pay, the shot attempts, the you know, the time, everything. It's like no. Nah. Okay, so there's sixteen I'm looking online, there's sixteen and thirty seven. Now, what like do you think this is gonna be suddenly a flip? Do you think that they're gonna make the playoffs? I don't think they can. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs because they still you still got the Pelicans and you got Portland Trailblazers. You know those two teams are coming. But they're gonna make a push, a legit push for the eighth seed. If, if they go ahead. My question. I'm thinking about like who's the contender this year. Oh, you said who's the contender that got better? I mean, like now I don't want to talk about niggas. You don't feel like who's making not making the playoffs. I don't care. I'm talking about contenders. Who got better as far as contenders? Like, oh, as far as the contenders, nobody really moved the needle like but the Clippers. You know, they got they got more gangster. They got more tougher. So they got better scoring. They got man. They they add Marcus Morris. Man, that's like a that, that kind of make it seem like it's almost unfair. I feel you. Just think about it. It's like a video game. They able to have a five. They able to go to five seven minute stretches and have Montrez Harrell, Marcus Morris, uh, Lou Williams, Paul George, and Kawhi. Nasty. All four of those guys can go for thirty at any time. I mean, all five of them, all of them can create their own shot. Everybody can just play, and they all dogs defensively. Well, I'm not going to say Morris can give me 30, but I'll put it. He's averaging 20 now. He was averaging 20. In it's New far. Okay. Huh? It's far. Yeah. Oh. That, that's pretty solid. This many games into the season, averaging 20. Yeah, Mark. Montrez, maybe on a different team, I definitely can see him giving him like 30, but no. Not averaging 30. I'm no. saying they can score 30 any given night. Yeah. I guess. I don't see it. But I get what you're saying. Um, who so who wasn't is there any team you can think of that wasn't a contender that became a contender after the trade? I kinda I like I like what I like what Miami did. 
I like what Miami did, and yeah, I, I really like what Miami did. I don't like what Miami did. Fuck them. You don't no, because they. Why? Took, I was hoping the Lakers was gonna goddamn get. <laughs> you know, we lost. We lost. We uh, we. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's a good trade though for them. Like you know, that makes them contenders. Hey, yeah, it changes everything, and not just as far as like game, but just IQ. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes just having a guy like him on the court, it don't matter. Like, like just knowing that he's been there, he's seasoned, and he knows everything. It's not pressure. Like that right there is just you know something you can't buy. Yeah, yeah, no no moment can speed him up. No moment gonna speed him up or make him go too fast. No moment he's been he's been a number one option, he's been a number four option, he's been the all defensive team. He's been like yes, MVP. Like I'm like, come on. I was I was watching something. Chris Chris Brazard got real disrespectful. What do you say? This dude tried to compare Andrew Wiggins to Iguodala. Oh, why did you do that? What was he And then we probably were saying Wiggins was better, wasn't he? No, trying to act like they're in the same conversation, period. He was like, basically saying that Wiggins basically can replace Iguodala or Harrison in that role as this fourth guy on the squad, you know, because they got to play – Steph and Draymond, he could come in and be that fourth guy, whatever it is, you know, in that sense, like Wiggins. Uh, he was like, you know, like like Iguodala. Because when Iguodala tried to be a number one, they knew he wasn't the number one option and this and that. I'm like, whoa. Maybe he's hoping. Maybe he's feeling like that. He's never seen that to even say that that's possible. Yeah, I'm saying, no, he was basically saying that Iguodala – wasn't a good a, a number one option. He couldn't, you know. And I was like, "That's un, that shit is that shit crazy." Because Iguodala took Philly to the playoffs, and it was his team. Yeah, you know what I saying? They were calling the new AI and everything. I was just like, "Watch out, easy." Yeah. Oh, you remember they were trying to do that? Hey. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, "Nah." Okay. Easy, right here. Don't do that. There's only one. Yeah, my Bubba Chuck. I ain't gonna say now. Now Wiggins is a solid player, but but to try to compare him to Iguodala, that was disrespectful. Iguodala, like a future maybe Hall of Famer, potential Hall of Famer. You know, you can't no. And he's a two-way player, like he. Yeah, he he's been first team out defense. Yeah, and he's averaged over five assists multiple seasons. Wiggins ain't done. Oh, that was that was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else are we going to discuss? Um, it's <coughs> Sixers. So Embiid, Simmons, there's apparently trade rumors swirling around that they can't stay together. So you obviously know one of them has to go. And it appears that it's Embiid. Yes. Acting the tweets about being the villain and the hero and, and you know, and then, you know, fucking, what's his name in Miami? Um, Jimmy Butler. This nigga Jimmy comes out. This is what I love about the NBA. Like, all the NFL players look at this shit like, I wish I could do this. 
Like, you, you can be like, hey, come over here, you know, and it can force it to happen. Like, like I'm not playing over here. So you let me sit in here. What do you do about it? Like, they can do that whenever yeah. you want. And I don't, I'm like, I bet the NFL, y- y'all feel stupid as fuck. Like, if you guys don't fucking lock out and put your dick on, on the table, please. Come on, son. Y'all got to let these niggas know. Like, y'all really don't understand your power. You guys. Uh, at, least, at least go to the table and get the first three years of y'all contract guaranteed or something. Yeah, they don't. I don't think they understand. They need me in the booth. I feel like I would be great in the NFLPA. Somebody need to figure out a loophole to get me in there, so I could really let y'all know some shit and your power and what would happen if you used your power. I think you guys are scared, or you just don't care about your league, and that's fine too. But at the end of the day, if you do this, you're gonna eat. <clears throat> you know. Yeah. It's just like I don't understand why people don't want to want to you know lock out. Like it's the only thing right. Like it's just, but anyway, so Embiid is hearing the rumors, obviously, that he's on the trade block. He's acting out. Then suddenly, he's getting booed in Philly. They won. They won uh, three games in a row, I believe. They beat the Clippers. You know, suddenly they like balling. Everybody's hitting shots. It looks like they're working. Why do you think that all of a sudden they start looking good when all this shit happened? Uh, Embiid is a superstar. Mm-hmm. He's a superstar. He responds to adversity, man. Like I said, you can tell the way he, how he responded to losing last year that he wants to be great. Mm-hmm. Just being honest, he want to be. <clears throat> he wants to be great. That he know he has room for improvement. And to me, I can see him trying to do it. You do, know? You, do you think they fit well together? Because that seems to be the issue, or the question is. Do they really fit? Can they coexist together and get to the championship? Um, it used to be a point where you could possibly think they could, but no, I don't. I don't know if they can. It, they would have to make changes, like like bringing Al Horford off the bench. That's a good. That's a good start in that process of trying to make them be able to work together. All the money on the bench. I mean, you got to if you want to if you want your team to be successful because you. I'll, it's like this: the reason why Embiid is using these cryptic tweets saying he's the villain and he'll be the villain and all that, because he really works on his game. He's really trying to take that next step to win the championship. He's really doing everything. You can see he lost weight. Y'all see he lost weight. You can see. He doing every fucking thing. Y'all wanted him to stop shooting jumpers and go to the paint. I start bullying niggas in the paint. Whatever it is I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm the villain. This motherfucker don't want to shoot one three of the game. <laughs> the, co- the coach came and said, listen, I just want you to shoot one jumper a game. One fucking jumper a game. And he wouldn't. The, Brett, Brett Brown had to come to the meeting and say, it's my fault. I failed. I couldn't get him. And it's like, ain't nobody saying shit about this dude game, Ben Simmons game. Ain't nobody challenging him. Ain't nobody saying nothing about him challenging the coach. It's everything. is in me. This, in, this shit is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. So 
I've been like, you know, this is, yeah, he needs, this is, yeah, I get it. I get why Embiid is doing everything he's doing. It makes sense. So you think that they'll be making a mistake by getting rid of Embiid and keeping Ben Simmons? Hell yes. In my opinion, it's this. The way the team is set up now, it makes sense to get rid of Embiid because you got Al Horford who can play the center position as well. And you can trade Embiid and get some more guard pieces and more other pieces, and that's and that's fine. So it's like, yes, it makes more sense to trade him based on how you constructed this team after last year. Mm-hmm. The time to trade Ben Simmons was after game seven. Right. They're supposed to trade it. Embiid, yeah, they were supposed to trade Ben Simmons after game seven, re-sign Jimmy Butler, if they want to re-sign Tobias Harris, then you re-sign Tobias Harris, trade Ben Simmons and get some more pieces for him, and you got your big two or three with some more pieces that you got for Ben Simmons. Now it's it's going to be different. You're not going to get the full value you will probably get for Embiid even if you trade him because they know he's unhappy. You're not going to get everything that's worked out. You know, like, I don't know. It's just a tough, tough place. In my opinion, Ben Simmons trying to get everybody fired. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. Like, either he gonna get he, he gonna get Elder Brand and, and Brett Brown fired, or yeah, you know what I'm saying? Blaming the coaching and saying, "Oh, it's the coach." You know, it's a lot of blame going around the horn. <laughs> it, when it all starts with that one light skinned dude. Yo, why do you, you think you got a mental block? Nah, I feel like these young guys just don't take the game serious because they don't have to work for nothing. Look, he didn't never win in college. He's what's been a hype, this hype player. He got his coach fired in college. <laughs> well, man, come on, man. Okay, see, I'm not meaning this in a bad way, no dish, because I don't know, but in history, that we've been watching college basketball. Name a college high school player that went to college like the best player in the nation and all this that didn't dominate college in a way like Michael Beasley did, like Kevin Durant did, like you you, was like Carmelo Anthony did. Like, no, Ben Simmons lost and made his coach lose his job. Come on, man. And then they didn't make him own this star power in Philly. Yeah. He he's it's been three, four years. He got a number one, his number one pick, max contract, all this, and they never shot a jumper. Come on. <laughs> Zion in the first game, Zion in his first game of the season made more jumpers than this dude. He don't got to shoot another jump. He don't got to shoot another three for the rest of for the rest of and he he's already shot more than him. And he's on a lot of people's top five point guards in the league list. You know? He does not care about that because he's long on defense and he can get to the hole on anybody. He's a great passer. You know, they just kind of overlook the fact that he won't even attempt the jump shot. Yeah, I, like I said, he's a talented player. But you got to go through the grind of growing your game. You got to add to your game, period. And if he stays just like this, it's going to be the same result. Every superstar player add to their game. LeBron added to his game. The Spurs used to go under, 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 
that he added to his game. Man, it's going. We've seen this shit before. That's why I don't get it. If Ben Simmons don't add to his game, it's going to be the same thing in the playoffs. When you get to the good team, they're going to pack the paint in and make you shoot. Mm-hmm. You're not going to beat them four times, four games, trying to penetrate into the paint all game. Speaking of penetrating into the paint all game, the Rockets have gone small ball on you fuck niggas. Um, they appear to be successful early in this type of play. Um, is this a good or bad idea? And when I ask you that question, I, I compare it to this, because I'm not sure that we have the same opinion, but I didn't have them getting to the Western Conference Finals. So, in, in your opinion, wherever you had them going in the playoffs, does this type of ball enhance them or give them a better shot at getting that, to that level or past that, in your opinion? Yeah. Yes. Okay, explain why. Uh, I mean, where did you have them going first? Because I had them losing in the second round. Yeah, I had them losing the second. I had them losing the first, maybe the first round, depending on their seating. Okay, and now you have them losing where? That's a chance they can go to the Western Conference Finals now or something. I don't know. You know, I'm I'm not a, I'm not a fan of them. You know, I'm not a fan of them. I know you're not. That's why I want to hear this. Tell me why. Oh man, because he buying into their style. Like it's just. Man, you got if you if you playing statistics, he's playing a game of statistics and, and see if it works out. Statist- statistically, you got be- one of the best corner three point shooters in the game in PJ Tucker, mm-hmm. and he can guard the center. He's a six six bulldog. No, he's not five in six his- five six. What I'm saying is he's a bulldog. He's meaning no shame. Oh, yeah, no, he's older. But, no, I'm saying this. For they, they're trying to make a title run now. This is that Tony contract year. So he don't know if he's going to be back. So he's making a move based on let me go all in on my style of play. If I'm going to be at – because every year in the playoffs, the same thing happens. And you know what that is. <laughs> they sit, click Capella ass down, and stop playing them. Yeah. And go smile. But they don't hit shots. No, they don't. But that's why they up to Annie and got more players that can hit shots. At first, it was just Harden, Chris Powell, and hopefully some role players. You know, Chris and Gordon. Now you got you got some players that can that that can that that can that can shoot and play to fit. They got a lot of players to fit the style. So and when you go ahead. I mean, you got Russell Westbrook and going to the basket like that, and and, and not shooting threes at all. If he if he really stayed that course and don't shoot no threes, mm-hmm. that gives them a chance. Question: So when you get to the playoffs and you have to beat somebody in seven games, do you do you believe this style of play is an advantage towards the Clippers or the Lakers? It's an advantage for the, against the Clippers. Why? Because they got the lineup with Clippers going small. Clippers, Clippers had that same kind of lineup and sense of going small. They just got a, a bigger guy in Montrezl Harrell. They just got bigger, but it's the, it's really like the same thing. He just not shooting threes. Even the, 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 the Rockets over the Clippers in small ball. Yeah, I like the Rocket Smile. That Rocket Smile ball is, is dangerous. Especially, I mean, with the Clippers, because they don't really got – Clippers don't have any shot blockers. And 
you know, they're athletic and move, but you, James Harden and and, and, and Russell. Rockets shot blockers. Uh, we we you saying that small ball? I'm saying is there. I like Rockets penetrators. It, the way James Harden and Russ play, the way they play, yeah, I feel like they – go ahead. Russell's on a Clipper team that has three on-ball uh, – the best on-ball defenders in the NBA. Uh, I, I think all that's overrated now. Okay. I feel like on-ball is defense is overrated because of the pick and roll. It's so much pick and roll in basketball. That, because you have those three, you know. And not only that, you got Patrick Beverly's annoying ass. You know what I'm saying? Have a lot of defense on the Clippers side, which can be a problem. Which is what a lot of the reasons that Houston before the reason James Harden hasn't made it to a championship. The reason Russell Westbrook hasn't made it to a championship. It comes down to scoring and big shots and big games, and they just will. Okay. Yeah, that's what I said. That's why I said this gives them a chance. I don't believe in them because they play bad basketball. But but just looking at the changes that they made, I have to at least acknowledge the changes that Russell Westbrook is not shooting any threes. Yeah, he's shooting that, a lot of shots. Like you cool with that too, even though they're Yeah, yes. I don't I don't mind him being the aggressive Russell Westbrook. Be that. It's not the threes, which is don't shoot a threes. That's eight possessions off for the defense. Shit, he shoot 30 shots and all of them is trying to get into the paint. I'm fine with it. Well, I, th- I feel like this lineup is more scary for the Lakers, and that's because when we're small, we're not good. We're better when we're big. And our small ball will probably lose to their small ball. You know, if we had to do too much, if we weren't in control of the tempo of the game, and we allowed them to do that, like, I just don't I don't think we got to go small with them. That's why I like the last I don't think the Lakers have to go small for for the Clippers. So you basically No, no, I'm talking I about I mean for the Rockets. Yeah, they don't have to go small for the Rockets small ball. It don't matter like Say it again. Why do the Clippers have to? I mean, not the Clippers though. Clippers are already small. Their lineup, their best lineup is small. Mhm. If you look at it, they're like they're athletic all across the board, but they're really like small. Like we got, you know, Lou Williams at the point. You then you go like Houston over their best lineup, which is small. Who, who Clippers best lineup? You said you yes, over Clippers. No, I will. I like you said if I pick the Clippers or the Lakers as far as Houston's lineup. Which ones do they have a better advantage against? I feel like they have a better advantage against the Clippers lineup than against the Lakers lineup. Yeah, I don't feel, I'm not hyper about like they're hyper about like Clippers defensive tenacity. I'm not, I don't feel that way about them. Okay. The Clippers defense. Like Kawhi's a great defender, but I don't, he can't be the number one option and a great defender. I don't see him doing that. Yes, and that hopefully Paul George can can, but I feel like they got a chance because in the playoffs, Paul George be bishing up a little bit too. So that's why I be like, it's like uh, I don't know. Russ Westbrook don't bitch up; he just play bad basketball. <laughs> so it's a difference. So it's like uh, I, he takes hella shots. Yes, bad shots. Yeah. But if he going in, if he shoots twenty five shots and, and and none of them are threes, I can I'm cool with that. 
because he's pushing the tempo and, and that fits Houston pace. Okay, respect. So um, the Lakers made no moves, right? And I don't think that that was on purpose. I feel like they just didn't get what they was try- out here trying to get. Shit didn't go right. How comfortable – can you make me as a Laker fan feel comfortable going into this playoffs knowing that we didn't add anything so far anyway? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can make you feel comfortable in the sense that Lakers are, best, Lakers are better than most teams in the, in the NBA. We just want to know if they can beat the best teams in the NBA. Mm. So we, so even if they would have made moves, making a move wouldn't have gave us the comfortability of them against those best teams. Because only thing gonna make us know that they good against those best teams if they win against those best teams. <laughs> because it's like we send a different Laker team against the best teams than we do against the the the, the, the less superior team. Right. You're right. Uh, yeah. But in the playoffs, it's different because, you know, you get 40 minutes, LeBron. You get a 40, a 42-minute Anthony Davis. You know, like, I, that's what's, that's why we still have to hold on hope because we know we're looking at now, like, we're, we're trying out – they're trying out all these different rotations, trying to figure it out. In the playoffs, it might only be eight, eight guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kuzma, Kuzma might get 30 minutes. So. Okay. Well, I guess we're going to hang on and see. Um, everybody's getting ready to take a break right now for All-Star uh, Weekend. In Chicago, um, Chicago, quick opinion from you. There's a debate going on of where basketball, you know, originated is. Is it Chicago? Canada, goddamn. Canada? Yeah. Why is it people saying Chicago is like, you know, instead of New York or you know, people some people in LA. Why 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 the why do one of those places have to be? I don't know. I just think it's just what we do as people. You know? Um, you know, you know, who's who I mean it, it, I think it, it happens errors. Chicago you was was dope at one point. Then New York was dope at one point. All of them had their own little, you know, when playground basketball and shit was the shit. They were, they were, they both had their moments. Now, you know, playground is not as we we in the AU era now. So, yes, Texas, yes, we could talk about Dallas now when we talk about basketball. Huh? Let the West Coast out of your discussion. Who? L.A. Oh, my fault, my fault. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Who, who could? I'm lots, thinking. We have lots of NBA legends coming out of California. Don't ever get it fucked up. I'm thinking. Okay. It's okay. We're not, here. We're not even going to discuss that. We're just okay. Although, um, terrible. The weather's awful. Um, but Chicago is known for a lot of bad things. So, I wonder if there's any – I'm going to see what the NBA does to – like, I always can count on them to be black. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to see what how they try to – Halftime. A positive spin on Chicago and the things that's going on. I'm sure the gun violence stuff is going to be discussed and 
you know, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, everything that's just happening right now just to black people, you know, the, the NBA is always represented. Always. You know, if they're going to get it right. Black History Month. Yeah, yeah. You know, we go. I, I always look forward to them just being black, forcing their billionaire owners to let us shine. You know, something the NFL never does. True. <laughs> Shade. I haven't figured out how to monitor black trauma yet, like the NBA is, you know? And so I just, I just look forward to, to just seeing how great of a show, like the NBA uh, playoffs is like, it's, a, it's an experience, even if you're not there, like just watching at home, like it's fun to watch. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a good time. But um, did you want to do any picks on who's going to be MVP, who's going to win the dunk contest? Oh, yeah, we got we to gotta go. We got to put that out there. Um, so do you know who's in the dunk contest? Oh, I picked Dwight Howard. It doesn't even matter who else in there. Okay, I'm picking the light-skinned dude that plays for the Bulls. What's his name? The one that won. Bridges. The one that won already. Oh, Zach Levine. Gerald Green, Zach Levine. If he's in it, Eric Gordon. No, not Gordon. Levine. It's Levine. Ah. Uh, Why you picking? I won't pick no light scared dude. You know that. What, what is wrong with you? You are so fucking racist. <laughs> I'm not picking no light scared dude. Like, what? I'm not racist because I think the world gonna be USA. Oh Lord, don't, don't, I don't even want to talk about this. Listen, <laughs> who, we, the Splash Brothers are out of the shooting competition. Um, uh, uh, the, the the stepchild Splash Brother is now the leading three point shooting percentage in the NBA. Seth, Seth, S C F F, Seth. Um, this is is this his year? Uh, um, Seth got a great chance. I don't want to say anything negative when it comes to that because he he he's a maverick. Hmm. That might make me give him a light skin pass. You're giving him a light skin pass because he a maverick. You know, I like Devin Harris. He replacing Devin Harris. He getting Devin Harris pass. So, I, man, it's hard, man. Steph, Steph, that guy, he's been asking for this. He's been asking for this. I think he won it. What about Trey Young? You give him a shot? I do, but I, it's hard to pick Trey Young over, 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 over somebody from Dallas. Like, I, if I had to pick a choice, I'm all, you trying to, it's like you make me pick between two light skinned people. It's like, the fuck? <laughs> hey, who, who else in the competition, man? You just threw me all off. I'm distraught now. Damn, that's how you feel. Yes, who else? No, Tim ain't got no dark skin. Tim, you try to tell me ain't no dark skin shooters. Caldwell Pope ain't in the competition. I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, Davis Burton, Burton's, Devonte Graham, uh huh, Buddy Hill, Zach Levine, Daniel, Duncan Robinson, and Trey Trey Young. This might be the best three point contest ever. Dan Lillard is in there. That's lit. This might be the best. I ain't finna go. I'm, I would, man. I'm a. Let me revisit my pick. I changed my mind. I'm. I, 
I'm going with Buddy Hill. <laughs> Damn. I'm, that was, this was a three-point, right? Yeah, it's easy. It's, it's, I'm going with Trey Young. We're going with Trey, Trey Young. Young. So we got to write, write this down. I got Buddy Hill. I got Trey Young. Yeah. Um, the contest is Pat Cunnington. Pat Cunnington. Yeah. Aaron Gordon, Dwight Howard, and Derrick Jones Jr. Damn. Damn, I forgot about Derrick. Fuck. Even in there. So, um. Damn, Dwight. Um, who's Derrick Jones? Is he good? I saw I saw some of him. Derrick, that's the one from Miami, the left head kid. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Aaron Gordon. For another one. Damn, Dwight, I believe in you, bro, but, but man, that boy Derek, that boy Derek. Yeah. Nobody jump higher than Derek Jones Jr. There's a skills challenge. Do you care to pick those, that one? Mm, is Dame Little in the skills challenge, too? No. Uh, Bam Adebayo, Patrick Beverly, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Gilgis Alexander. Oh, no, this is where they put the niggas at. I was wondering where they put us at. Well, huh? Pascal Siakam and Jason Tatum also. I told you, look, I was wondering where they put us at. So yeah. we got Pascal, we got Patrick Beverly inbound. And, oh. what, is, what is Middleton? Is he, what is he considered? Chris Middleton? He likes him. Nah, he he uh he uh he right he right there in the, in the mix. Now you, Honey Brown. See, I was trying to tell the niggas on Instagram. I, I put the little poem and said that I'm light skinned I'm like, no. I'm nah, nah, you, Honey Brown, but you got some light skin areas. <laughs> you can put some blood on. You know how the motherfucker women be transforming and shit. You can transform yourself into a light skin. They be like, look at her neck, look at her neck. Who's gonna win MVP of the game? Well, of the main game, not the the what is it called, the reigning stars. Yeah, who's gonna win MVP of the main game? Yeah, who's gonna win? And donated to Kobe. Who's gonna go Mamba mentality in the in the fucking game for Kobe? Who is it gonna be? I think I'm gonna have to go with. It. If I have my choice this year, I'm gonna go with Pascal. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta go with Pascal. It's on a 15 game win streak. They just lost tonight to the Knicks. They lost that game. They fucking lost. Yeah. I was trying to watch. Yeah, I'm gonna see the Lakers. You see the Lakers score yet? I'm watching it right now. Yeah. But um, I'm gonna go Dame Lillard. Oh uh, yeah. Well, Dame Lillard. I just hope he just get in there and get hot fast, and they never sub him out. Never. Never sub him out. He got gotcha. you. Let him get 81. The Kobe. I wonder who gonna see. I feel like this guy might. The Kobe got Kobe might make everybody come out and play hard from the first quarter. Yeah, I want to see what happens. Like I, I really feel like this is Dame Lillard's style of play right here. Yeah. Man, but I forgot this is after the Davis hometown though. This is true. You well, know what they be doing? I forgot about that. You know, we think about the All Star game. You gotta think about that kind of shit. 
who do you think is going to be MVP of the junior uh, game or whatever it's called? Right. Trey Young. Trey Young. I wouldn't even argue with you on that one. Yeah, this this his type of game. <laughs> like how you pick Dave Lillard. <laughs> like, yeah. No disrespect to Luca. Yeah. Um, last segment, we're gonna get out of here. The XFL began this weekend. Um, I found out a couple of friends are playing. Uh, I don't know exactly who all, so I'm not going to individually shout anybody out so I know exactly who's all playing. But um, I attempted to watch. Uh, I have a different opinion, apparently, because a lot of people were saying this was some great football. They're excited about it. They loved it. I was like, it was trash. What did you think? <laughs> I thought I was going to come off as a hater. <laughs> like, they were hype about the shit. In my mind, I feel like since ABC and ESPN and all them backing it, I feel like it's making people purposely try to say how good it is or how great it is. When no, like, it, it's cool to watch. Now, it's, it's, it wasn't a hard watch, but the speed is totally different. They line. You know that. That speed is totally different. Come on, man. Yeah, it reminds me of the AAF, you know, the, the league that fell apart last, you know, in a matter of weeks. But, you know, this is um, a different owner. They have a different point. This is more about fun and excitement and pizzazz. You know, and that's just what the brand is. You know, when you look at the WWE, and um, the man and, and how that's just, that's a show. And I feel like, you know, I'm hoping that they get to the show of this because it's not good football. Like we got we gotta start entertaining. We need some chili. We, we need to be crunk. We need, like, we gotta give out free tickets. So, so, live, so, some and make it look exciting. That's what you need to do. So you feel like they need to ask some, some Raunchy or some ghetto, uh, I don't know. Some they need to what, what do you something fun, okay? Yeah, it just it, it, it didn't no, some famous people going, yes, some dead or oh, some dead Brian on the roster, on the roster, TO on the roster, or something. Um, that's what I'm was. I'm thinking, like, this is what, 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 dead Brian at? What those guys at? Those guys, you know what I'm saying. This is beneath this, Brian. You crazy? For real? How he feels, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Can't be mad at him. He feel like he's, you know, above this, and I respect it because of the level he played at. You know, I could, I could see why he would feel that way. And you know, who wants to get CTE for fifty-five thousand dollars a year? Not me. So it's not like they're paying anything decent, anything remotely worth it. You literally have to love football. You have to love playing, and you're really pissed that you didn't make it, you know, to the NFL. Even if you did, some of these guys did play and make teams, but they never stuck. They never stayed on. And, you know, just either politics behind it or just not quite enough, you know, to stay in the league. And you just really love your sport, and you love playing, and you would probably do it for free. 
you know? And so I, I respect it. I respect the hustle behind it. I respect the grind. I'm absolutely going to watch because I have some friends playing everything. But I just get, I get irritated at people thinking like, like a bunch of people was like, why doesn't Kaepernick play in this? Like, are you fucking serious? Nah, not for 55K. Like, are, you, are you dumb? He finna get, get speared. Oh, why would he do that? It makes no sense. You know, they don't even have, and, and I learned this from watching AF last year. It's just not proper medical staff. Like, it's just not what is required, especially considering the injuries and the danger of the sport. It just isn't all the way top notch as far as health, as far as doctors. And you know what I mean? That part of it is just like, you have to think about that. You're getting $55,000, but nigga, your fucking egg get cracked and you got like some trainer that ain't never did no real work. (laughs) Like, I just be thinking about that aspect of it. You know, the NFL, they have doctors. They have people, emergency staff. Like, you know, they have all this stuff. It just seems like that league, it's football. If this was basketball, great. Maybe even soccer, but it's football. It's dangerous. And I just don't think anybody should be playing for $55,000. That's why I also don't believe college players shouldn't get paid. You know what should happen? Hmm. Something just came up. I think that the XFL should be what college football is. And all the people that can't make, like the XFL should be a warm-up to get to the, to the NFL. Some people might only need one year there, and they move up. You see what I mean? You get drafted out of the XFL. And all the people that's really just not that great, y'all play in college. Y'all play there where, where it doesn't matter. You know, where it's not greatness. It's just you're on a college scholarship. That's it. Because, like, for me, if you're going to be playing football and it's going to be on TV and billions of dollars are going to be made, you should be getting paid. That You're a professional athlete. You know? And so it should be in the XFL where they're actually making money. And if you never make it to the NFL, at least you got something, you know? They they looking at it like you got a free education. No, you don't. You actually don't get a free education. You don't. There's nothing free about it. And a lot of people don't graduate. A lot of people don't even stay four years. And they don't let you come back and say, oh, yeah, you can come back for free and get get those years. No. And if you're injured... And you get your shit fucked up to where you can't maybe play anymore. Scholarship ripped. Because they need that for somebody else coming in. Yeah, scholarship for year to year. Yeah, so that's done a bullshit. That whole you get a free education. No, you don't. Mm -mm. So I'm going to support it just because I have friends playing in it and they they, they love football. You've got to just love football to play in this league. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get into it. I'm gonna try to have some of them on, you know, the podcast and tell me about it. You know, they didn't already fired the nigga Pepper Johnson. How did nigga get fired week one? Wow, they taking this shit dead ass. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's the linebacker, right? The defensive end linebacker, Pepper Johnson from back in the day. For the, <laughs> the for the LA team. 
I got fired. I was like, weak. Like, how you, what? What? Hard. They need to have an XFL hard knocks. You know what I'm saying? I want to know what happened. Like, how did this, what was so urgent about that? Like, I was watching that game, and it was like 17 to 18 at one point, and it suddenly got out of hand. My nigga, like, no one knows to get fired that fast. They need a little show Yeah, he had to go off. He probably like he went out for somebody, you hear me? They should have a reality show behind it. That's what they do. Yeah. Like you know, like a real reality show with the players and shit. Just the shit that go on. They about to fuck around lose the league once they realize how dangerous it is. You think he's gonna make it past one year? With McMahon, I think so. I think so, and it's only because he has enough money to withstand, like, a drought if it does fall off or whatever. But I just feel like as long as they get the, the, the NFL fans involved and, like, feeling like this is football when it's no football, that's really the goal. You know, like, to patch in that that hole where Cold spot. don't have a life. They don't have anything to do because they don't really watch basketball. You know, they're really just diehard football fans, and if they could just capture those guys and, you know, you got to entertain them though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like just entertain them and make it fun and make it cool. I think it could, I think it could work. You just got to have the money to withstand in case it doesn't take off right away to still pay everybody, you know, and, and, and keep it afloat. I was thinking about a hit or injuries or something like that. Whew. I don't know. I'm gonna watch though. I'm gonna watch. I mean, what's the score of Laker game? 84, 87. What's time? time? Third quarter just ended. Lakers are losing. Yeah. What? They losing? Yeah. <laughs> you heard me, right? Can you hear me? Yeah, what'd you say? I said they're losing. Oh, we're losing. Three. Yeah. 84, 87. All right, well, I'm about to finish watching the game. We're going to get out of here. All right, I hit you up uh, tomorrow. You doing something this weekend? Oh, you said uh, you're not doing nothing Valentine's Day weekend. That's how you going shopping. Yeah, I'm going shopping on Friday, possibly Saturday also. It's side side bitch Valentine's Day, Saturday. Maybe a lot of bitches in the mall with me on Friday and Saturday. Yo ass. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll holler you later. Uh, thank you so much for joining me for episode two zero two. Um, if you like what you're hearing, you like what you see, make sure you hit the subscribe button and you pass my link around to your friends. Uh, sharing is caring. See you guys next week. Peace. Yeah, I'm both. Yeah. Yeah, you think I need you, but I don't Just left out Dubai with all my folk Open water, my location is remote Shout out Yachty, but this ain't a little boat This some shit I wrote about when I was broke See the power of the mind is not a joke Man, I said that I would do it and I did Used to get leftovers out the fridge Nobody was famous where I live
Till I got it jumping at the crib Took a lot to be able to give I mean, I don't usually do this unless I'm drunk or I'm high But I'm both right now